to the Clemson Dubcast. It is Thursday, July 28th, as we record this. Looking forward to my last weekend as a human. (laughs) Fall camp starts in, according to my math, eight days. Friday, August 5th. I guess I should rephrase, not fall camp, August camp, because it feels nothing like fall right now. At TigerIllustrated.com, currently everything that a Clemson football fan would want or need. Just wrapped up our top 25 player ranking. Miles Murphy in the top spot, edging out Brian Brzee. Of course, Paul Strelo, plenty of recruiting coverage. Heading out of a resounding summer showing uh, by this football staff on the trail. My good friends Blake Smith and Brooke Archenhold have been part of the podcast since the beginning, way back in August of 2018. They have an accomplished team of personal injury attorneys at Parm Smith and Archenhold based in Greenville. They are Clemson people, and their skillful attorneys have decades of experience in complicated litigation matters, taking a special interest in medical malpractice, nursing home abuse, and neglect car accident cases that have left the individuals involved in serious trouble. For a free consultation at Parm Smith and Archenhold, call 864-990-4581 or online at parhamlaw.com. That's P-A-R-H-A-M law.com. Want to share a quick word about Founders Federal Credit Union? If you've been to a sporting event in Clemson, you've probably heard about Founders already. They are the official credit union partner of the Clemson Tigers. In addition to that, all Clemson faculty, staff, and students are eligible for membership as well as IPTA members. Matt Gross is a proud Clemson alum and the vice president for the Clemson market for Founders Federal Credit Union. Matt's office is located beside the Walmart neighborhood market on Old Green Highway in Clemson. For more information, go to foundersfcu.com. Solero Communications, formerly known as Tandem Payment, is a full-service integrated electronic payments provider powered by leading-edge technology. Solero provides a wide array of merchant solutions, simplified payments. They make onboarding, taking payments, maintaining risk management and compliance, and getting support quick and easy. At Solero, they're all about helping you achieve sustainable growth as a business. Taking payments isn't the only thing your business needs. With Solero, Solero's solutions, you can manage inventory, sell products and services via social media, schedule staff, track sales, get reports, and much, much more. Find out more about Solero at solerocommerce.com. That's C-E-L-E-R-O commerce.com. Okay, we're going to resume the raw audio from the recent coaches interview, assistant coaches interviews at Clemson Media Day. Going to start with Thomas Austin, offensive line coach in his first year, veteran Cornerbacks coach Mike Reed, and then round it out with safeties coach Mickey Kahn. Enjoy. Here we go. I'm ready. Yeah. I, I asked this question of, of Tyler. You know that you're you're a competitive guy. Last last year, I'd call him guy, but still your group, not what you probably would have wanted. A lot of injuries. How driven are you? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we, we want to do what we can do to put the team in the best position to win. You know, and I thought there were times where, uh, you know, we didn't help DJ out up front and, and the skill around him, you know, and so it's, uh, I mean, it's 11 guys doing their job, right? But we say all the time, do your 111. Uh, so we're very driven, and, and more importantly, the guys up front are very driven. We've had a great, great summer. Those guys, they hear the noise too, you know, they're very driven. They want to, they want to, uh, make a make a statement with uh, this season as well. So we're I think it's been a great off season and they're ready to go. What's something that the uh, offensive line group has improved on the most in the spring? And what's your uh, point of emphasis as you head into full camp? Um, you know I think we, we we tried to slow it down a little bit in some of our install. Um, 
collaborated well with the defense and, and trying to get back to some of the basics and the fundamentals and the, the techniques of the position, which is what you do every offseason. Um, and so I think those guys have really bought into some of that. Some of those techniques are, are new and different from what they've, they've done in the past. And um, we've, we've, we've changed a few things in our, in our offense. And, and so some of the techniques are going to change as a result of that. Uh, so I think for us, it's, it's kind of hitting that reset button, getting back to the fundamentals of techniques. Uh, and then you know, going into the summer, it's having veteran leadership that can go implement that plan throughout the summer because we can't be there with them during skills and drills. And so I think those guys really stepped up to the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're we're all 100% right now. Um, you know, we after the spring that they did like uh, they call it the gauntlet. They, they did an evaluation like functional movement screening on, on guys and tested shoulders, knees, ankles, mobility, hip. And so they did. They've done a, a kind of a prehab program this summer that guys are really responding well to. So um, Dietrich is is progressing well. He's he's been completely cleared. Uh, for his knee, and so he's he's feeling more and more com- com- comfortable and, and confident. Um, and so, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna bring him along as as fast as we can. Um, you know, it's it's uh, even if you're 100% cleared, the the, the pounding of, of, of football practice every day is going to be something he hasn't really had yet. And so we, we definitely need to make sure we monitor that and and, and bring him along, you know, in a uh, in a healthy way. Um, right now we have we have Brian and Mitchell both slotted as as starters, and so our first practice it'll be you know if Mitchell's the first guy, Brian's the second, and then the next period they're gonna one of them's gonna take the ones reps, one will take the twos, and they'll they'll alternate every single time. The, the, the benefit that we have is our two deep defensive line. There, there's very little drop off. So whether a guy's taking first team reps or second team reps, he's really he's going against great players. Um, so we will um, evaluate, you know, we evaluate every, every part of practice and, and every day we'll roll out the guy that, that graded out better will we'll be the first guy out there. Uh, we, we do want it to mean something for that guy to be the first guy in the flex lines, the first guy in practice. And then, you know, really when you get into your scrimmage situations, is sometimes guys separate themselves even more because we're off the field. It's, it's not as controlled environment. You let them play and, and see who can kind of distance themselves a little bit. He's been cross training this. Uh, yes, ma'am. He's been cross training this this spring. You know, Blake. You know, for young guys like Blake and Colin, you want to kind of leave them in one spot and let them get used to the offense. And uh, and then because of our our, our our lack of depth right there in the spring game and some sickness that we had, he had to play both sides. That was the first time he played. So he's been cross training all summer. Yeah, at both at both tackle spots. What did Brian do to kind of move into that? Kind of right there as a coach Brian Tucker? Yeah, I mean, he, he's, you know, I think Mitchell and Brian and Trent, you know, those guys, and, and John Williams, third year in the system, third year in the offense, third year in our strength program. Um, I mean, Tucker has has physical tools. I mean, he's, a, he's a big, strong guy. He can move people. And so for him, it's it's understanding the offense and the finer details of it. So I think from a mental standpoint, he's taken that next step, which is what, what's really helped him. And then a guy like Mitchell um, has worked really hard, but he's also been kind of a putty guy, you know, play tackle and guard. And so we tried to leave him at guard as much as we could for the spring to give him a fair shot, you know, and see how he how he feels. And the same way John was a tackle this time last year that ended up playing guard and was doing really well before he, he got hurt. Yeah. 
got to make sure Putt gets his reps and get ready for Georgia Tech. Who are the guys you got to bring along behind him, and how do you yeah. make sure they all get the reps that they need? Yeah, so right now, you know, kind of Trent Howard and, and Ryan Lithicum are, are both taking second and third team reps, and so those guys have had a really good offseason. They're, they're both really, really had a high commitment level, so we've been pleased with that. So similar to Brian and, and Mitchell, those guys will rotate who gets the second and third team reps. Uh, and, and that's exactly right. You want to get, um, you know, put him as many reps as you can and get him ready, but also other opportunities to maybe throw one of those guys out there with the first team. Again, the good thing is we have, we have a lot of depth on the defensive line, so there's not a big drop-off from that first to second team guy. So whoever's getting those reps is going to go against a good opponent. So I think that helps. Well, he's going to get as many reps as he can at guard. Um, you know, uh, Jordan McFadden's a, a fifth-year guy, so there might be some pockets in, in this fall where, you know, we just kind of slide him out a little bit and, and, and put Tristan in there, give Tristan some first-team reps, get Marcus out there a little bit. Because that's, you know, always – last year was, you know, you, you always um, – as an indicator, injuries can happen and will happen. And so uh, who is your next best tackle if something were to happen to – you know, to Jordan or Will Putnam, you know, what, what's your best option? Is it Tristan? Is it Blake? Is it Slide and Marcus out there? So um, that, that's the benefit of cross-training is you get to see guys play multiple positions. But you also, he's going to be our, our starting left guard, it looks like, you know, unless unless something changes and some other guy comes along. Um, and so you want to make sure he is feeling really confident at that position. Being a freshman player like he was last year, how difficult is that? How much do you think he learned? Yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't get any harder than going against Georgia, you know, game one, right? They had some great players. So I think he really he really learned a lot about himself um, and, and the ups and downs and, and playing big-time big college football, right? So he's, um, I think he's in a really good headspace. Um, he's, a, he's a committed guy. It, it means a lot to him. And so he doesn't want to let, let the team down. And so I, I think it's going to – uh, this year, it's going to be his mindset's going to be completely different. I think it's going to really pay off for him. I think you can't talk about specific recruits, but just going out for me, obviously, he's going pretty well. What, what's that been like getting back on the road, and what's kind of your message been? Do you feel like he's been working so Yeah, I mean, I think it's certainly been uh, encouraging to see that, that our brand is strong, and that our message resonates with the right guys and the right families. Um, so. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, with all this NIL and portal stuff and, and the college landscape is up in the air a little bit and people are, there's some confusion. Um, you know, Coach Sweeney said the other day, the more chaotic college football becomes, uh, the more attractive Clemson will become to the right guys. And I think we've been able to identify the right guys that, that fit our culture, fit our, our program, the right families that fit our, our program. And then um, I think there's affirmation through the summer that those guys really want to be at Clemson. So. Um, I think it's, it's been very encouraging for us. Can you expound a little upon what he meant or what he's saying by that? I'm sure if you'd rather I can just ask him. No, no, I mean, you know, yeah, you can certainly ask him. I just think, I mean, I think everyone knows that there's a lot of question marks going on in college football and um, a lot of people that uh, are making, you know, a lot higher on the totem pole than, than, than me are making those decisions, right? So there's, there's questions, you know, and then I think the other aspect for us was this was the most turnover we've had on our staff since 2011. And so 
Um, what I wasn't aware of until we really got on the road was there's was, there was a lot of people talk. I mean, everyone talks about Clemson. There's more negative recruiting going on than I realized because um, we talk about Clemson. We don't talk about other people. And so I think there were people that were trying to kind of expose some chinks in the armor for Clemson that, hey, you know, that, that this is the beginning of the end for us. And so I think it was good affirmation for us to be like, hey, there's a lot of questions, but we're, we're well positioned uh, with NIL. We, 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 we have best facilities in the country. We have great resources that we're, you know, guys are going to come here and have incredible opportunities. Um, and so, um, but, but we're not leading with that, those conversations, right? It's about our culture. It's about the education. It's about the fit. It's about Paul Journey. It's about everything else that Clemson has to offer. And so that, that's attractive uh, for, for the right guys. So you guys, you guys aren't in the Big Ten yet, right? We're at, unless you know something I don't. Thomas, <laughs> you talked about the staff. Um, even though there's a lot of turn, there was a lot of turnover, it's guys who've been working together with right. each other around here for a while. So the transition inside probably right. doesn't seem as crazy as for some on the outside. Exactly. Yeah, Pete, that's a good question. And, and um, you know, I, I didn't just start coaching football in January either. You know, I mean, that's the other thing. Is sort of, there's a lot of guys that, that know Clemson, that know our program, that know our brand, our culture um, and then also no football right and so Kyle Richardson's coached a lot of football Brandon Streeter's coached a lot of football I've coached a lot of football experienced a lot of football you have CJ and, and Tyler and so uh, I think we've got a great staff West West Goodwin I mean West Goodwin knows a ton of football right and so just because people outside the building didn't know who he was um, I mean you know just look at I saw something maybe Mike Jones said something in the SEC media day about West's you know about West it just shows you um, the respect that guys in our program have for him. Because, you know, they, they're around him every day. If he didn't know what he was doing, they would tell you, right? I mean, Mike Jones, there's no reason to say that if it's not true. So uh, there's a there's a ton of, um, you know, I, we like it. It's that, that little bit of an underdog mentality. Um, but there's a lot of confidence in our building, you know, about who we have and, and on the field and who we have coaching. For you guys in particular, you, CJ, Tyler, you all played together yeah. here at Clemson. How does that help the cohesion on the sideline when mm-hmm. you guys are communicating? Yeah, no, that's a good question. You know, I mean, we started all in meetings yesterday, and, and here in Coach Swinney kind of go back to the basics of the program. And, um, you know, Tyler was here in 08 for, for his interim year, and then CJ and I were here in 09. Uh, his first year as the head coach and a lot of the foundational principles that he was trying to lay and so um, you know it ties in recruiting our players like we've lived it we've, we've been through it we were here for the transition and so I think we can we can relate to, to, to our players you know we know what they're going through um, and then also I think you know we, we know each other well I know Tyler well I know CJ well and so um, there's a mutual respect there and a love for each other that I think uh if there's not chemistry in your staff, I think the players pick up on that. And so when you have good camaraderie and chemistry on your staff, I think that bleeds into your to your offense, to your defense, and to the, to the team as a whole. How many of the players know you guys? I think they all know it. I mean, we, we've talked about it. You know, we have 27 current uh, former players on staff. That's something we talk about a lot. And so um, I, I think they know that, and I think there's a certain pride level there for those guys. You know, and, and, uh, and you know, we, we also speak often about what the, the, the Paul means to us. And, and you know, we, we challenge our guys. Like, you know, if you're putting that on your pads, you know, it, it means something to, to us, and it should mean something to you. And so... I think they, they understand the weight of that. If you didn't have to take anything else into consideration and you were the only one that kind of got to call this decision, how many offensive linemen scholarship would you ideally care? Oh, that's a good question, yeah. 
Um, you know, I think a lot of people are 15 to 16 is, is kind of a good number. Um, so I think, you know, we're, uh, we're trying to get it back up there, you know, to 15, 16. And so, um, you know, it's, but then again, it's just, you know, making sure I think the other part of that is, is you want to make sure um, you're taking a, a, a fairly consistent amount every year. If, if you take two and three a year for a couple of years in a row, then you got to go get five or six. And so sometimes your quality can be affected by that. So, you know, I think we want to take, you know, you want to take three or four guys every single year just to kind of keep that um, where you want. And, and the, the, the reality, too, is that you're going to have attrition. It's a, it's a violent position to play. Um, and so um, you, you also have to keep that in mind as well. I'm sorry if you were asked this, but are you guys set with Putnam at center and you're not looking to the portal? No, no Putnam's been great. No, and, you know, the, the portal's expired, right? You can't, so unless they, they were in the portal beforehand. But, no, we... We feel good about Putt where he is, and, and uh, yeah, so we, we, we got all we all we need right now. How valuable is it for your offensive line to be able to go against guys like Brian Mercy and Miles Murphy, guys that are projected first round picks yeah. in the NFL? Does that help the competition really help your offensive line crew as a whole? And like, how can you describe that kind of competition? Sure. Yeah, it, it's. Um, I mean, our, our guys aren't overwhelmed on game day. You know, I think that's that's the big thing is uh, you see you see a team, you're, you're watching the team, you're working against that in preparation that week, and then you get on the field, and sometimes you're like, oh, man, these guys are way better than we thought they were. But but very rarely have we gotten into a game and been overwhelmed. You know, we started playing Alabama, Ohio State in the, in the playoffs, and, and like, hey, Coach, we got, we got better players on our team. So it certainly creates a competitive – advantage for us um, it really forces those guys whether uh, whether you know Jordan McFadden is is pretty solidified in that left tackle spot right I mean he's just he's a very solid player but Jordan has to show up every single day uh, he might not be afraid of losing his position to someone on our team but if he doesn't show up Miles or KJ or Maskell or XT I mean, those guys are going to expose him make him look bad so I think that that healthy competition has given us a competitive edge, and then we we talk about in recruiting too. Like, hey, iron sharpens iron. You're going to play against the best players every single day, and that's what you want, you know, because it makes you better. Thomas, you mentioned Jordan. He's a guy we're going to hear from tomorrow. How invaluable is it to have someone like that? Not only a leader on the field, but a leader off the field. Yeah, I mean, you know, an hour. He's from an hour away down in Spartanburg, and so he knows Clemson. Um, he believes in Clemson. He's been in a program for five years, so he's a very committed guy. And he's just very consistent. Um, you know, he just shows up every single day. I mean, you know, a lot of things, people don't talk about a lot. He, he got stingers and, and bruises and banged and dislocated fingers. You know, all that stuff happens as the season goes on, and, and he just keeps playing, you know. And so, um, and then he's a, he's a great leader for our team. Him and Putnam and Parks are all great leaders. Sometimes they need to become more vocal, um, but Jordan is a guy that doesn't just lead by example. He, he brings other guys with him. So if he's coming in Saturday and gets some extra work or he's going to the castle and doing recovery, he's bringing other guys along with him. And so he's demonstrating to other guys what it takes to be a great player. And he's taking those guys in the film room and, and watching extra film with them. And so he's an invaluable asset to our team. And, and uh, one of the reasons our summer has been so good is because you have those three guys in particular who are, who are leading the truck. We can't be out there in the summer. And so you have to have strong veteran leadership um, that can carry on the drills that you want done and do it, do it the right way. Does he have some of those coach on the field tendencies that you lean on in particular? Is it, is it he does, yeah. I mean, all, all three of those guys are, are – um, they're very knowledgeable. They, they know what they're, they're doing. And so he – he does a great job kind of bringing along those those young guys. Thomas, if somebody would have told you one in the spring that y'all would not get somebody out of the portal to 
Um, no, I don't think I would have been surprised. I mean, I think, you know, we had a very specific criteria that we were looking for and, and really feel like one or two guys fit that criteria. And so, um, you know, but at the end of the day knew that, hey, I, we, we, we've got 13 guys, 14 guys, plus some really good walk-ons that, that will give us the depth that we need. And so uh, some of that's just challenging, you know, putting them, uh, I, I think I was probably surprised at how well Putnam took over the, the center job, you know, and, and then um, and then it was also good to see, you know, Brian and Trent, Ryan, I'm sorry, Ryan Linthicum and Trent Howard really kind of starting to take that next step because that, that's the other part of it is the depth behind them is, is what you're, you're, you're concerned about. Is yeah, we, we tracked it every day. We call it ball in jeopardy. Anytime a guy puts the ball on the ground, whether it's quarterback or running back, we track it. And so from a from a center standpoint, you know, he, he averaged about one a day for the first kind of 10, 10 days of practice, um, which when you think about the number of snaps he's taken is, is really good. And uh, like I said, maybe early in the spring, when he missed early on, it was low, which you can, you can, it's not ideal, but you can deal with that. You know, when I had issues as a player, I snapped it over the head. That's a problem, right? So, um, but then, you know, one thing is in the spring game, didn't have a single bad snap, you know, and so he, he knows it and he feels it, which is, which is always a good sign. Uh, and then I mentioned earlier on the radio, I, I watched some spring games this, this, this year, and you watch some of these guys' spring games, and they've got eight, six, seven, eight bad snaps in a spring game, and you just, you, you, for, you know, that's something you, you don't notice and you should notice because it should be routine. Uh, and, and, uh, and then the reports from this summer have been, been excellent, you know, and so uh, because Putnam's a guy that he's going to take every rep full speed. You know, a lot of some young centers have issues when they, if they're if you're going half speed and you're pressing your snap and everything can be fine. Well, now you you speed it up and you've got Brian Brzee across from you, and the tendency is to snap it harder and 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 higher, and uh, and but he takes full speed reps every time. It hasn't been an issue. It's the biggest difference compared to Bachwasch last year. It's just coaching simply there. Will has retired. Yeah, I think it certainly helps. You know, Bach, Bach wrote, you know kind of got in there. He kind of dabbled in it through the spring and. But he didn't get many competitive reps in the spring, you know, and so to have 15 extra practices plus the entire summer uh, with the mindset that I'm going to be the starting center, I think was was um, it is a big difference. Because uh, yeah, Bach, man, Bach is you can't thank Bach worse enough for what he did. Very unselfish, but you know he didn't have he was he was in a tough position, you know. Some of that was you know Mason Trotter broke his hand in, in, in camp and and some of those things. So uh, he did what what he, the team needed him to do. So I think, yeah, that's probably the difference between him and Putt. It's just the, the, the opportunities that he's had to, to master those, those skills. Yeah, I was out of talk with Sean Elliott. He was telling me about a Georgia State here and something called the safe chair for players so they can just say whatever they want to say. Do you remember why you implemented that? And yeah. Is there anything similar to Clemson? Well, I stole it straight from Coach Sweeney. So, yeah, it's very similar. So, yeah, it's funny he said that because he used to give me a hard time about it. Uh, yeah, Coach Sweeney called it the safe seat, and so we would do that throughout summer, where he would just bring it, put a chair, a little chair down there, and one of our guys would would um, come down there, and, and he'd ask questions, and then the the team could ask questions. It's just a way of getting to know your teammates, building those relationships with each other. So when I got down to Georgia State, I felt like there was a little bit of a we need to build the team, the camaraderie within the offensive line room. Um, and so that was something we did during training camp. It also breaks up the tedium and monotony of camp 
uh, and allows guys to see different sides. I mean, you got to be willing. I, I jumped in the safe seat, you know, and and so the idea is any any question that is asked, you have to answer it. Um, so it's just a just a way to to you know build build relationship within the O line room. Uh, no, but we, we've got some stuff planned, you know, for training camp as you get more time. You know, spring is always a time where you're, you're pressed, you're, you know, that 20-hour rule, whereas in training camp that, that, that rule goes away and you have more time with the guys. How important is that camaraderie? Yeah, it's critical. It's critical. I, I felt like, I think part of it was, um, was a byproduct of, of COVID. You know, when I felt like the, the, the O-line room was a little bit disjoined, you know, just from COVID and guys living away from each other and all that stuff. And so um, we, we've tried to be very intentional about doing stuff together as a, as a group. Um, and, and, you know, we had guys that would go, hey, guys, I'm, I'm grilling out this weekend. Who wants to show up? And then the guys wouldn't show up. You know, so it wasn't a lack of trying. Um, and so I think some of these younger guys got to realize, like, hey, man, this is a – you know, this isn't do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it. Like, if, you know, you need to spend time with your teammates. And, um, you know, when you know guy, when you, when you know what a guy's been through and you can empathize, you put your, yourself in their shoes, then, then your respect for them grows and I think your love for them grows as well. So I think, it's, I think that's critical. Well, can you kind of reflect on your first few months as an on-the-road recruiter and maybe why that's led to some success in the 23 yeah. class in your position? Yeah, well, you yeah, well, I think we've had success because we have a great product to sell, uh, number one. Um, but I think we try to be very um, specific in, in what we're looking for, you know, and, and because we have a very specific criteria and we have a lot of boxes to check, that eliminates a lot of guys uh, before we get on the road. Um, and then I think we, um, you know, we are very successful in getting guys here for fall, getting guys here in the spring. You know, you have a couple events that, you know, you want to try to get guys too because it shows that uh, they're very interested in Clemson and then it also gives you an opportunity to spend time with them. You know, when you go on the road in, in April May, you can't have any interaction with prospects. And so um, when you get them on campus, you can hang out with them all day. And so I think that's that's part of building that, that thing up. So when you, you know, when you see them, this, the or 23 class, for instance, when you see them in the spring, it's more just – you know, you're, it's, it's affirmation, confirmation that you're on the right guys. Uh, and then you're also kind of building that next, who are the next couple guys if, if we miss out on a few and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's always nothing replaces getting getting to see a guy in, in person, the film and, and, and all that stuff. What's maybe something from your recruitment to Clemson that you've used, you know, good or bad, in your role as a recruiter now? Yeah, well, I mean, I think, you know, I'm able to tell guys that, you know, when I was being recruited, um, first of all, I always ask myself, would I have recruited myself? I don't know if I would have, you know, but we're at a different level now. Um, but where we are as a program is very different than where we were in 05. And so um, as I'm having conversations with guys, one of the things I want to know is, does this guy want to play for championships? And so when I was coming to Clemson, you know, I had other schools that were giving me opportunities to maybe play early. But those schools were just trying to get to a bowl game. You know, Clemson was trying to win an ACC championship. We're trying to win championships every year. We're going to win championships every year. So you're looking for guys that want to compete and aren't afraid of competition and, and want to go win championships because that's important. Obviously, the education part of it. Um, but uh, do you want to go win a championship? And, and are you not afraid of that competition? When you have a guy that's, you know, Ann asked about, like, if a guy's always asking, hey, coach, how many guys are you going to take? What are your numbers? Then, you know, is this guy afraid of competing or, or, or is he waiting for us to fill up or what? But when you got guys that want to go compete and, 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 and know that it's a process, you know, of becoming a great offensive lineman, I think that, that's always a good thing in recruiting.
Coach, how important has it been to the offensive line to have this established momentum, especially from last season? Six straight stands, having 100 plus rushing yards per game in those wins. It's really important for the offensive line going into the spring and now fall camp to have that kind of momentum established. Like, hey, we've been there, done that. Yeah. To pick up where they left off. Yeah, I, I, that's a good question. I think, um, you know, one thing we say every year is you got to restart. you got to rebuild the house. That, that Last year's touchdowns don't carry over. Um, but I, I do think there's a confidence in the, you know, we, we had to run the football. We, we did. And so I think as an offensive line group, we want to run the ball when we want to and when we have to. We want to protect the quarterback. Uh, and so, um, you know, we know that that a balanced attack gives you the most opportunity. And so, you know, I think one thing is you can't control what play is called, but you just do your job on that play. And so everyone talks about balance. Balance is important. Um, but, you know, all those guys, they want to run the football, you know, and they want to impose their will on, on another team. So to be able to do that down the stretch, I think, was was um, was encouraging, especially after the, the slow start. Yeah. Hey, this may be a dumb question, but I guess at this point, taking someone from the transfer portal is probably its best. Yes, we're not we're no longer looking yeah, in the portal. Did that get close with there are a few guys that we are, you know, talks to. Obviously, we brought a young man in and, and, and did the whole process with him, and uh, he went somewhere else. And then there were a couple of guys that we we talked to throughout the year. But we are very, very specific. You know, we want to build through our team. We want to build through high schools. I mean, that, that's our portals in the locker room because we says all the time. Uh, and the portal for us was just, uh, you know, hey, you know, the injury with, with Hunter Rayburn, you know, uh, Mason's situation and, and not being able to play some games this year that, you know, is there a, a fifth-year veteran guy out there that would, would, would fill that need? Let's, let's see if, if it is because at the end of the day, what's the best thing for our team, you know? But we weren't going to compromise uh, what we were looking for, you know, and we certainly didn't. We weren't looking for a, a second or third-year developmental guy because we, we like those guys on our roster. It's just a matter of, Finding a veteran didn't find him. That's fine. We got enough guys on our team that that uh, we can we can do everything we need to do. Can you describe the season that you're expecting to have for Jordan this year? Jordan, yeah. I mean, I, I think Jordan's undoubtedly one of the best tackles in the country. Uh, if Jordan was six six, he would be ranked the best tackle in the country, I, I believe. Uh, so he gets nixed a little bit because he doesn't have the prototypical size. But um, he's a he's a. Uh, ultra competitive kid very committed to our team very committed to his craft and becoming a great player and so I, I think he's going to have a tremendous year and, and uh and he's not going to surprise anyone in our building because we all know what, he, what he's about but i think there's gonna be a lot of people outside our building uh that are, are surprised uh at, at the the recognition that he gets that he that he deserves does it mean to have like uh, like a local guy be so successful yeah, it means everything. I mean, I, I was involved in, in Jordan's recruitment. He was committed to another school initially. And uh, we had told him, hey, there's some things that we want to see from you. And, and he did those things, and we offered him his senior year, and, and he chose to come to Clemson. So, again, you know, we want to win the state first and foremost in recruiting. And um, a guy being an hour down the road, he, he, he grew up watching Clemson. He knows what Clemson's about. And uh, he's a great ambassador for our program. How refreshing is it for you going into fall camp uh, with the offensive line being relatively healthy, uh, not realize, uh, not having to worry about whether or not you're going to have to check one of the players into a trade on Sure, no, it's. I mean, you want to be healthy going into camp, absolutely, and we, and we are. Uh, which is good. I mean, we got you know Dietrich. We got a couple guys that are coming off of, 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 of surgeries. You got like Dietrich and John Williams, uh, but they had them early in the year, and so they've been fully cleared. Went through spring. You know, John went all the way through spring practice. Dietrich, we tried to build up, you know, and so he's going to be full go as well. Um, so yeah, we're in a very good spot from from an injury standpoint.
Uh, Sadler got sick. He got sick. Yes, sir. So no, no, no injuries, but had a had a sickness. Had, had someone on our team get mono, and we thought he might have it, but he didn't have it. So, but then you know, I mean, he's a tough kid. He came back and and practiced once, and then played in our in our spring game, and he had not gotten many reps for a couple weeks before that. All right. Thanks, DA. Yes, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. If you're in the Eastern Midlands and PD area and you're in any way interested in buying and selling a home, commercial property, land, need to consider reaching out to Uptown Realty. They're based out of Sumter and run by a friend of mine, Patrick Enzer, big Clemson guy, used to cover the Tigers in a newspaper capacity, longtime supporter of Tiger Illustrated, longtime listener to the Dubcast. The home buying process should be an enjoyable experience, so let Patrick and his staff do all the heavy lifting. All you got to do is pick up the phone and call 803-774-0435 or go to Uptown Realty SC. When you're ready for a complete renovation in your home or business, open the door to more with Harris Home and Harris Commercial. Their local experience team will totally transform any room space from beautiful floor coverings to construction to finished details. Harris handles every step of your renovation process, whether it's a kitchen or living room or an industrial or educational setting, like some of the positively stunning work they've done at Clemson University. Go to discoverharris.com and experience a total renovation transformation from Harris Home and Harris Commercial. Another lawyer supporter of the Dubcast is Blackacre Law Firm in Greenville, a subsidiary of Parm Smith and Archenthold. Blackacre helps South Carolina residents achieve their dreams of home ownership by providing experienced professional representation for real estate closings. Attention to detail is crucial in real estate law. Blackacre is committed to making sure nothing gets by them preparing residential or commercial closings. Blackacre also offers estate planning services for their clients in the Greenville area. Find out more about Blackacre at 864-326-350. Jalen was good. Um, he uh, had a minor injury. Uh, he'll be back, you know, looking for big things out of him. Um, he's uh, going to add a lot of depth to this uh, secondary unit, which is you know, going to be very good. Yes. Yeah, he had a little minor scope, um, but it was one of the things just to clean some things up. But uh, he's back working out and he should be ready for the season. Just, just something that was lingering. Um, we just rested him a little bit, but uh, everybody's 100% and they're, they're working. Uh, he's, he's put on some weight. You know, Nate's always had the, the physical ability, you know, uh, to run, to jump, to do all the athletic things. But on, on this level, you, you've got to have some size to you, you know, and uh, as one of those kind of transitions you have to make from high school to college, and he's now bought into the nutrition side of it, and, it, it, you know, it, you can tell the way he looks. What did you hear about Jaden and Toriano and how they performed during the summer? I know you guys can't be out there. Have you got any feedback on how they um, well, you could, I mean, you, I mean, towards the tail end of uh, spring, uh, you know, with the injuries we had at the secondary in the corners, uh, you saw um, Toriano step up, make plays, um, showed people, you know, the reason why he was here. You know, uh, you know we all went to St. Louis to get him, and he's, uh, he's a good asset. Jane Lucas, you know, uh, he's doing what he's supposed to do. You know, uh, when the offense talks about you, it's a good thing. Uh, yeah, you know we're gonna put the best eleven out there, and if you know, and if you know, 
putting another safety and down in a nickel slot position, and so be it. We, you know, we're going to utilize uh, every person we have. So you let your personnel say it's improved on the spring. And what do you, what's your area of emphasis going into the spring? Can you say that? What is the, uh, your, is it improved on the most since the spring? And how can that, what's your area of emphasis going into the spring? Well, you know, I, I, I can't really say too much about what they've improved on, you know, since the spring practice because I've not been, a, been able to, uh, to, to watch uh, any of uh, their, their workouts. So it's going to be interesting. You know, it's like a, a kid running downstairs on Christmas. You know, you want to see what's in the in, 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 in the presence. Uh, probably sure. You know, just because he's been here the longest, he's uh, you know, he's, he's been in, you know the guy that's had starter snaps, and uh, guys are going to lean on him. You know, he's been through the the ringer, so uh, for him, it's you know, it's a, it's a sign of maturity, and uh, he's uh, already accepted that. And believe me, guys. Like, how has your day-to-day changed adding the assistant head coach title? Uh, it's just a, some more opportunity for me to, to, to spread the brand. Um, it's like, you know, Coach Sweeney's, you know, extended arms. You know, when he can't do something, you know, uh, Coach Reeve will, will go and fill in for him. And it's, uh, you know, I've been here the longest, so I've seen the program for a long time. And, um, and actually, you know, before that, I was on the, the other side, so I was able to see it in a different light. So uh, nothing much has uh, changed, you know. Um, so it's, it's been pretty good, though. Uh, well, you know, we've been together for a while, so it's really nothing new. Um, next man up. Uh, motto, and uh, it's one of those things where we're going to fight for each other because you know we want to see each other succeed. Uh, well, he came to camp, and you knew right then and there from the, as they say, the pop of the football off his foot that he was special. He has a lot of leg strength. Uh, actually took a year off, went down to uh, IMG and competed on a, on a national stage. So for him, it's just making that transition down to Clemson. Uh, and then the competition factor of kicking in front of, you know, 88,000 people, you know. But he is very promising. Uh, he has a good skill set. So it's up to us to uh, make sure that we enhance it and, and put the best product on the field. Right. Well, the thing is being accurate, you know, like I said, being able to kick in front of uh, a crowd of 88,000, you know, which is a lot different than maybe 10, you know, um, and so that'll probably have to be his, his transition. But, you know, for a young man with his caliber, he'll be okay. Mike, when you have young, very talented guys like Jaden and Toriano, what are the things that you're looking to see from them in their first uh, Effort, competition, toughness, uh, coachability. Um, guys who are going to be able to take what we coach in the, in the, in the classroom and be able to, to put it for use on the field. Um, as I tell these young men, hey, you know, I recruited you for a reason. I want to see you play. So for me, it's, you know, getting them out there and letting them play seeing it in, in live action against an, another team. Can you tell with guys like that when the light comes on? 
Uh, you really don't know. You know, you just have to throw them out there, you know. And hopefully, they, you know, as a young kid, they, they, they have those natural instincts where they can swim, you know. And, uh, and you've seen it through camp, you know, that they'll be okay, you know. The kid is fast. You know, that's, that's the one thing I hear. He's fast and he's physical. So with those attributes right there, I love it, you know. Uh, because, like I said, at the end of the day, that's what uh, Coach Winnie pays me to do is coach. You know, give me the, the things that I can't teach, you know, as far as the natural things. Everything else is fine from there. You want young men who represent the brand well. Having a guy like Jaden, who's from right up the road in Baltimore, what does that do for your quarterback? What type of ambassador just be well, one, it, it, it gives the young kids in his community, you know, a, a sense that, you know, if Jaden do it, I can do it, you know, and and you want to be able to play with in-state players, you know, you don't want to have to go and recruit all over the place for guys, you know, you want to be able to recruit your hometown kid and, and, and let his, his ability of, you know, what he did in high school, you know, come to college with him. Right now, he's, 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 he's on track to, 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 uh, to be ready for camp. You know, he's been working out and doing all those types of things, so he'll be ready. Yes. Fred Davis came in highly What I liked about Fred is, you know, Fred has grown up. You know, it was never his his his, uh, his physical ability. It was his more of his mental capacity, and and he's actually turned the corner and and is mature. You know, and that's what you want to see. You want to see the growth uh, these young men make, and uh, he's actually done it. And so I, I like his focus right now, and I like where he's at, and I'm looking for a big season out of him. Well, to be to be 100% healthy, you know, and what you, what you like about Malcolm, Malcolm is going to give you everything he has, regardless of if he's 100%, 10%, you know. But you know, right now he's he's, very, he's healthy, and that's what I want to see. I want to see the old Malcolm running around there, you know, passionate, you know, getting the most out of uh, out of his players, you know. So I'm looking forward to seeing him participate in the fall camp. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, you know, a lot of times young men feel like, you know, uh, they can bring the same thing from high school to college, and you can't, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a new scheme, a new system, a new, a new place, and, you know, uh, the things that you, you once did when you were young are not going to be the same thing to keep you successful on this level, so you got to continue to grow, and for him, you know, it was. You know, he'll probably be the, the uh, he'll probably tell you the same thing that you know he was humble, you know that he thought that the things that he did in high school were going to automatically be the same things that he, he does here to make him successful. Athleticism, you know, uh, the willing to compete, um, the maturity. Uh, so those things, and then just the the, uh, the physicalness. You know, guys can run, can jump, um, and so it's it's, it's been a, a, a pleasure to watch him, you know, grow up and grow. Westfield went as a defensive coordinator. What did you learn about him as a leader? 
Well, West, like I said, we've been here a long time, so it's not really nothing new for us learning about him, you know, because I've, I, you know, when a lot of people didn't know much about him, heck, you know, we've been here sitting in the back of the room for a long time. So for me, it's it's an honor because now to see a young man, you know, get an opportunity to, to voice his opinion for people to hear who he is, you know, for him to stand out. Probably, you know, from from uh, from a totality, from top to bottom, yeah. Um, they are not as 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 put together for us physically as Toriano, but athletically, yes. Uh, guys that can, or can do multiple things, very athletic. You know, guys that can go out and play on the edge and or go in and play in the slot. So you know, it's it's it's, it's good to see it. You know. It's like having a bag of Skittles, you know. You never know what you're gonna get, but at the end, they're they're, they're sweet. They're sweet. Is Toriano one of the most like physically ready players you've had across? Yeah, I, yeah. You know, besides Mackenzie Alexander, yes. He'd be one of those guys that has an opportunity. Yes. Right now, there's there's not a there's not a depth chart. You know. Uh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to put anything on anyone right now. I want to keep an open competition. Sheridan would probably be a guy that that'll run out there. Yes, you know he's earned it. You know, but like anything, you know, they they they've got to go out there and they've got to compete every day. You know, I don't want a guy to feel like they, he's made it. You know, so I want that competition factor all the way up until the start of the first game. He's he's you know you know from what from what I've been told he's everybody's healthy everybody's ready to go you know he you know they've got a race planned at the end of the the, the, the semester with all the corners and the in the in the safety so he says he's gonna be the fastest one so we'll see. Nate. <laughs> Nate. Yeah. <laughs> Till somebody proves me wrong. Extremely smart. I mean, when it when it when it comes down to football knowledge, he is a man that has a lot of knowledge, and he can regurgitate something that was ten years ago. You know that you may not say typically the same way, and Wes would already say it before you said it. You know, uh, so that's that's what I, I'm. You know, a lot of people are going to be shocked. Like a kid or a future coordinator both. both, you know, being in being coming from the NFL, you know, he has the attributes of an of an NFL coordinator. I mean, every, I think everybody's you know right now upbeat, you know, uh, ready ready for football. You know, uh, there's a lot of remodeling going around here. Guys' bodies are changing. Guys are growing up, seeing the young kids. So it's it's kind of like a buzz. There's a lot of talk that from the outside that Clemson's time has passed. Do you guys use that as coaches to kind of create that chip going into the season? Or 
do you have to say anything? I, I don't. I don't think we have to say anything because of the the, the, the standard. You know, um, it's been set. You know, and I think guys, you know, want to live up to that standard. So I don't. I don't really don't think we get into what people say. You know, uh, there's a lot of competition within this building. So I think as long as we have that, you know, we'll always have a chip on our shoulder. You mentioned everybody competing for starting. What are you looking for from guys to kind of elevate to that starting level? Consistency. I want guys that can do it over and over and over and over again. You know, because then that builds trust in me. So now I can trust them. You know, that's what I want to see. You know, um, so that's what you know those guys are, are working for. You know, to be consistent. Well, the, the, the good thing about them is you see Mario Goodrich, you know, who comes in, you know, and he doesn't become a starter, a true starter, till his senior year. A guy that just st stuck with him, you know. So now, you know, guys are learning perseverance, you know, um, and then from Booth, they're learning the physicality. You know things of that nature, and so it's it's a it's a good thing. And then you have those guys, other guys like AJ Terrell, Mackenzie Alexander, who you know have set a precedence for what a corner in Clemson is supposed to look like. Nick Eason, as a coach's uh, well, I've known him for a while, so it's you know you know it's, nothing shocks me. You know he's a, he's a great man, great coach, and I'm glad that he's on our team. Well, why do you think his personality appeals? You know, to younger guys. Because you can relate to him, you know. Here goes a man who, who who's, who's played in the NFL, you know, and, and now he's coaching college. So a lot of these young men have aspirations on going to the NFL. So why not go play for a guy who's actually done it, you know. So guys are apt to want to go, and, and, he, and he makes it fun, you know. So uh, I would want to play for him. As they say, iron sharpens iron. You know, when you go against the best every day in practice, when it's time to line up on Saturday, the stage is not too big. You know, so that's that's a plus for us. You know, you know, in recruiting is, you know, like I said, a lot of guys want to go play in the NFL. Well. What better way to go to the NFL than practice against an NFL guy, caliber person, every day? So now, like I said, when the opportunity comes, you're ready for it. Appreciate it. Thank you. That, that really wasn't a priority because he's already 190 pounds. So he's already physically got that size that you want. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to get, you know, you know, with him learning the playbook, but now applying it to the field because he missed a lot of time from with the injury. So that's going to be his catch-up point. Is now he's got to make that transition from the classroom to actually put it to use on the field. Well, you know, as far as one, 
get physically strong, you know, um, like flexibility, working on that type of stuff. And then, like I said, watching a lot of film. Because a lot of these kids don't know anything about watching film. They'll just go in there and turn the film on, and they don't know what they're doing, you know. And that's one of the reasons, like, you know, I'm glad that I'm back because now we can start working with him, you know. So. Yeah, he's the oldest, you know. Uh, he's, you know, and, and guys lean on him because he's been here, he's done it, you know. So, and he's and he's actually, you know, opened up a little bit more, you know, because like I said he's done a lot of the things that we've asked. So those young guys who are still starry-eyed, you know, they lean on him for guidance. In between him and, and Malcolm Green, you know, so we'll see. We just got to make sure we put the right, the right guys on the field and have that chemistry. He's healthy. I don't know, you know, far as his, you know, what Mickey, what Mickey's playing for him, you know. So. Thank you. Oh, huh? Yeah. Huh? Did you? Yeah. Which is good. Good, how you doing? You're like the one man band. Yes, sir. Gotta wear a lot of hats. But I kind of like it. It's cool. It's uh, I like having the ability to. It's all on my shoulders. You know, if something bad happens, it's because of me. Someone else screwed up something because of me. I like having all that. Okay. I'm Mitchell, by the way. Mitchell, my greed. Pleasure nice to meet you, sir. Pleasure. Pleasure. I'll ask you a couple quick questions, and then I'll get this thing out of your face. How's that sound? All right. <laughs> All right. So, um, overall expectations for the secondary looks like? Hey, we got to be dominant. You know, we got to hold our end of the bargain. You know, we've got uh, a, a very good defensive line in front of us. So, we, you know, quarterback won't have a lot of time. So, we got to hold our end of the stick up and make sure the receivers don't catch it or it's intercepted. How much does it help what you do on the back end, the front side? You know, they're going to be one of the best defensive lines in the country. So, you know, you're getting maybe three seconds. You guys got to be, like, real lockdown coverage. Right. I'm, sure, I'm sure that helps you guys a lot. Well, it, it does because, you know, in, 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 in our minds, the defensive back, you know, it's, you know, cover as long as it takes. But when you know that your defensive line is putting pressure uh, to the point where that, that quarterback is, doesn't have that much time, then we feel good, you know, because now we, we feel like, hey, man, we don't have to go above and beyond to, to, to do what we do. What kind of expectations do these D-backs put on their shoulders? Because, you know, they're they're looking at, oh, the A.J. Terrells. They're looking at the, the Boots. You know, right. they're, they're, they're looking at the guys that have been here recently, and I'm right. sure they're trying to say, hey, we'll be right there with you. Exactly. Well, like I said, you know, the standard's been set, you know, and, you know, for, for, for our guys, is we don't want to be the weakest link, you know, and then when you have those guys that, you know, went before you, who have done it, it makes it even more, you know, of a challenge to say, you know what, I can't let my brothers down. So, of course, new defensive coordinator, 
just give me an idea as to what will be the differences between Venables was running Coach Goodwin's direction. Well, it's, 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 it's basically a, almost a mirror image. You know, you'll see a lot of similarities, and then you'll see some things that will be a little bit different. But, you know, my thing is I, I, I got to keep that in-house. I can't tell everybody what we're doing, but... You know, you'll see some similarities, but you'll also see some 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 some, uh, some newness about our defense. I understand. There's only so much you guys. Can get. <laughs> <laughs> we, I'd like you to see you guys win games. I don't well, want to throw away the key to, right. to all these other teams. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Um, so uh, he's a young guy, realistically speaking, from coaching. I think he's only 34. Right? Yeah. So um, that kind of gives an idea that this guy is talented. A lot of people have believed in him to kind of fast track this process for him to get here. So describe to me for someone who's on the outside what you guys are experiencing on the inside. Well, you're getting a a guy that has a wealth of knowledge, football knowledge. You know, the one thing we kid about him is we we say he has like 10 to 15 different playbooks in his brain, you know, because he'll be able to regurgitate, you know, things from different playbooks. And you're like, yo, how in the heck did you remember that? You know, but he's a very talented young 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 coach, very positive. Reminds me a little a lot of an NFL coordinator. You know. Just his demeanor and his makeup. Around a guy that's like so on fire for football, I'm sure it has to be refreshing. Well, definitely, you know, because you know you're in, you're you're in the foxhole with somebody that, that that's a fighter, you know. And in, in this game, that's what you want. You want to be surrounded with people that have the same type of ambition you have and the passion you have for the game. Because at the end of the day, you know, you're, you're fighting for one team, you know. Shoot, I don't have any questions. Anything you'd like to say? Somebody thinks someone know asked you? No, man. We're pretty good, man. Appreciate it, big dog. Appreciate you, man. How do you feel about your special teams this year? We should be one of the best. Uh, we've got a, 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 a great group of talent, and, you know, we're going to put it together and we're going to put the best guys out there. And, but, you know, the product is going to be very good. Very good. Right now, there's, you know, we've got a, a, a couple of guys that will be back there vying for position. So right now, nothing's set, you know. Uh, so, we're, you know, I'm as just as anxious as you because I want to see those guys compete and see who comes out on top. Right. Well, you do, but right now there's nothing set. You know, uh, we'll get out there, and you know, because the one thing about it is we haven't we haven't had the opportunity to watch them work out. So we'll, when we get them in two weeks, you know, now we'll be able to, be able to say, okay, who's here, who's there, but we're gonna put our best guys out there. I mean, he, he, he's an elder statesman, you know, and he's, a, he's one of the best in the country. And so we're going to lean on him, you know, uh, not only his, his, his expertise, but also the fact that his seniority. He's been here, he's, you know, he's a fifth-year senior, so, uh, you know, which is, which is basically ancient nowadays. You don't see too many fifth-year seniors. You know, but for that young man to come back, you know, it mean, one, it means he believes in his team, you know, and he, and he wants to go out on top. Thank you.
Appreciate it, man. How are you all right? Coach, I missed the beginning of that question. I want to make sure I had it right. You were saying that it's, it's important for guys, if they want to play in the NFL, to compete against other talented guys. Yeah, most definitely. Okay. It's like, you know, it's like a rubber band. You don't know how strong a rubber band is until you pull it. You know, so these kids have to be in a situation where they get pulled every day. That's the only way you're going to get better. Because if you don't, if you don't continue to grow and, and strain yourself, you know, then you'll just stay the same. You know, so, and like I said, and yeah, you cover some of those receivers, you, run, you find out fast. And, and, and when we go against those bigger schools or the, the so-called other power five schools, the moment's not too big for them, you know, because half the time that's what happens. The first five or ten minutes of a game, you know, you see people like, why are they playing that way? Why are they shell shot? It's because they don't face it every day in practice. Yeah. You know, uh, I want to make sure I tweeted it, so I just want to make sure I had it right. So, uh, appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate no, that's it. Appreciate it. And I've seen guys surprised. Yeah, exactly. Well, against some guys. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I feel great about it. You know, we had uh, uh, Landon Sanders is back from his shoulder injury, so he'll be back full contact, ready to go. They probably could have gone in the spring, but just decided for the better of it not to do it. Uh, just get that thing, get his shoulders, help as he could. And then Tyler Venables will be back. You know, he's, he uh, had surgery on his uh, on his pectoral muscle, so doing bench press towards pec. So he'll be back full speed. So I'm gonna have a I'll have a full slate uh, when we get started on the in uh, August. You don't like injuries, but it, it helped bring guys like Jalen Phillips, right? Like it, it sure. Yeah. You know the the thing here with it's a developmental program here, and next man up. And our guys do a great job of getting getting themselves ready uh, in the film room, in the weight room, and preparing themselves. So, uh, you know, it was great for JP. Uh, it was it was great to get Koval in there and get some and get some work. You know, he's a guy that, that got in there this spring and did and uh, and did a really good job too. Mickey, when you're looking at Simpson, Bear Carter, and some others. Is the versatility of this entire defense maybe rare? Yeah, I mean, and then you throw R.J. Mickens in the mix, too, and Tyler Venables in the mix. I mean, those guys can do a lot of different things. Uh, Malcolm Green, I mean, you've got guys that can play a lot of different positions and, uh, you know, gives them a chance to get in there and play, and it gives us a chance as coaches to use them versus uh, different personnel groups that will help us be successful. And all those guys you're talking about can really, really run so and change direction. So, uh, and, and it's a credit to them for getting in the film room and, and learning it and learning the different spots. Coach, we got somebody like Nolan Turner that leaves the NFL. How do you – he gave us such great leadership, and those guys have, have just been sitting under him humbly and patiently waiting for their opportunity. You know, those guys are ready to go. I mean, you know, you take a guy like Jalen Phillips that's, that has really benefited from, from Nolan's leadership and, and just seeing how Nolan came up, too. I mean, he was a two-star guy that everybody thought was just a charity to be here. And, uh, you know, he turned out to be an, an all-conference, all-American type player. And, um, but those guys have, have really learned from him. And I've seen, I've seen them take on some leadership roles, you know, that he left behind, you know, just kind of paving the way. 
Andrew told us in the spring, he's like, yeah, you may see me at safety, you may see me at nickel, you might see me at dime, you might see me all over the field. I see him at corner too. I mean, he can, you know, Makuba can do a lot of he can do a lot of things. When you got a physical guy like that that can run. He's a he's a he's a matchup problem for offenses because he can he can match up with with your best guy and cover him you know and a lot of guys that's what they want to do they want to get a matchup with a linebacker or safety and Makuba's a guy that can cover you know he covers like a corner but he hits like a you know like a linebacker. I think he's comfortable anywhere on the field. You know he's 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 a really good player. Maybe even return some kicks and punts. Who knows? So. He can, a guy like that is the run. ACC defensive rookie of the year. What, what's kind of, as a coach, what are you telling? How do you take him further than where he already is? Well, he's he wants to get better, you know. For, you know, and that's the kind of that's a credit to the kind of the culture that Coach Sweeney set up here. You know, we, we get those kind of kids, you know. That yeah, he sees him. Set, he he's proud of those those accolades, but he wants more. He wants to do more. He wants to do better. So it's not really hard. You know, getting him in the weight room and, and in the film room. So, you know, he's hungry to be better. What's it been like for your relationship with West Coast, like this new role of defense? How have you all grown as a pair to carry into the new season? Well, it's been great. We've been, you know, since he came back uh, from the NFL, we've been we've been great friends and been in there working together. So nothing nothing's really changed other than. You know, our voice is a little bit louder now. So, uh, but as far as us working together, it's been great. Wes is a humble guy, and uh, we collaborate really well together. There's really no egos involved in it. What's the biggest thing you learned from last season, this you personally as a coach? Biggest thing I learned? Well, probably uh, on the, you know, I was doing special teams last year. Probably the biggest thing I learned is, is man, you got to really develop depth. We lost that whole. We, I mean, it was like we had a different punt team every single week in protection. You know, you lose Brian, you lose. Uh, you know, it was like a different guy in that shield every week, and uh, learned how to develop people on the punt team. That's for sure. On uh, Colin Griffin, yeah. So he just so he just got here two weeks ago. So just hungry and. He's in the film room and just learning. He's got a lot to learn, so a long way to go, but uh, but a good athlete, tested well, so, you know, excited about him. You know how it is for, for young guys. Uh, you know, they got it's – a, it's a lot, a lot to learn. He's going to be fine, though, because he, he wants it. What, how excited is Landon? He's fought all these issues to finally get back out there and, and be – have that shoulder yeah. finally help. Yeah, Landon, Landon's, he's super excited, you know. I mean, he's worked for it. You know, unfortunately, in the very first game of the year last year, he comes up, and I mean, he lays a great lick on the guy, and, and boom, there goes his shoulder. But I think he's I think he's really excited. He had a great spring, you know, minus the contact stuff. We didn't do any contact with him. But, I mean, he was in all the coverage things that we did. So, super excited. Can't wait to watch him fly around. Be good. He did. So, yeah, so his, so two years ago, you know, he tore his labrum and he fought through the whole year with a torn labrum. You know, I don't even know how many people knew that, but played with it and then uh, went ahead and had the surgery at the end of the season. Comes back, misses the spring, does all that, get to the Georgia game, and first series he's in, hits a guy, 
and I mean, hit him hard towards Labrum, and we just decided instead of trying to, you know, endure this for the whole season, let's go ahead and have the surgery now, and let's go all the way through August with it, and then bring you back. So, so that's. But yeah, he had surgery, you know, two weeks after the injury yeah, last year. Was it the same side? Yeah. Nate Wiggins is super talented. Yeah, he's, he's really, really good. People are going to enjoy watching him play. Really good. It's, I mean, I don't know how rare it is, but it's, he's a really good player. Can you just maybe elaborate on what? Well, he's got, he's got length, which you love in a corner, so he can cover all the tall guys. You know, all these receivers now are 6'4", you 6'3". Know, six, six, so you've definitely got him. He's a matchup problem for offenses, uh, and he can run. And it's rare to find a guy with his length that can change direction and cover man-to-man like he can. I mean, you know, he covers like a like an NFL corner, like an A.J. Terrell. I mean, you know, you start putting him in, in that category with him. Vicky, in the past, you've had a bunch of hybrid guys back there, guys like Isaiah Simmons you can throw back there and move around. You've had guys that you can move in the corner and bring them back out to cover, like, 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 Kayvon Wallace and guys like that. Well, yeah, Malcolm Green's a guy that'll play. He'll play the nickel in the corner, and then you got Andrew Makuba who can play the safety, the nickel, and the corner. Then you got R.J. Mickens who can play both safeties and the nickel. Uh, you know, then you got uh, Landon Zanders who can play both safeties and the nickel. So I mean, I've got, and then Tyler Venables now he'll play the boundary safety and the and the nickel. So you got a lot of you got a lot of guys that you can that'll be fighting uh, this summer. You know, for those jobs and those opportunities, and whoever can can cover the best, whoever can grasp the defense the best, and you know, some guys can cover better man, some guys can play better zone. You know, and and it's our job as coaches to develop them to improve on their weaknesses, obviously. But we got a lot of smart guys. You know, a lot of really good athletes that can do a lot of multiple things. You know, we got Barrett Carter who can who can play the nickel and play inside. You got Trenton Simpson who can play inside and outside and defensive end and rush off the edge. You know, I mean, got like guys like Xavier Thomas and KJ Henry and Miles Murphy who can come off the edge, but they can drop into pass coverage. I mean, we got a lot of multiple guys. I think more so than when Kayvon was having to do a lot of different things. You know, I feel like we got more guys that can do that. And then, you know, that was my my whole thought process coming in, you know, as a, as a position coach. You know, I, I don't want guys just to be able to play one spot. I want them to be able to move around, you know, so we can get our best players on the field. Jalen Phillips can, you know, he can play the boundary safety. He can play the strong and the nickel. You know, when he first came in, he was training with Kayvon. He was working with Kayvon at the strong and the nickel. So he learned all that, and then, you know, last year just kind of moved him back there to free safety and just put him into that boundary because he's such a physical uh, safety over there. Well, he and Landon both came in together at the same time. Uh, so, but, but yeah, he's he's really taken on a, the leadership role for sure. The 2018 defense speaks for itself, but I get the feeling you guys might think this defense is faster. Is this the fastest group overall you've had since you've been here? I think so. Just just looking around, it's a really it's a really fast defense, especially those linebackers. Man, they can those linebackers can really really run, and uh, you know, I mean, we got guys 
a lot of spots that can run. And that's what you want. And up front, we can really run. I mean, Xavier Thomas, those guys coming off the edge are really, really fast. And then you know, Brian Brzee coming back inside and Big Root, Miles Murphy. I mean, there's a lot of – there's going to be a lot of speed. You know, we just need to get out of the way and let them run. It seems like there were times last year you, you had to go to Danny Poole and go, who have I got today? Yeah, it was. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. There's a lot of in, a lot of injuries last year, and uh, you know, especially up front, a lot of guys out and having to. But that's going to benefit us this year because a lot of those guys got to play last year. I mean, Big Rook, he he did an excellent job coming in last year. Now he's going to be a big time, big time player for us. You have all this. You mentioned versatility, speed, all these kind of adjectives to describe your defense. How does it make your life just easier for like crafting a game plan for a certain team when you have all this sort of talent, health, defense? Well, we need to make sure that we don't, you know, move too many pieces. Number one, you know, we gotta we gotta make sure that we hone in on what they're they're best at. But uh, it's exciting as a you know as co defense coordinator. It's exciting, you know, and it's. And I, you know, feel like I'm not handcuffed. You know, if everybody can stay healthy, knock on wood, you know, we, you know, we can play a lot of guys, which is what we want to do. That's Coach Sweeney's whole philosophy is development and, and playing guys. And, uh, you know, so that's our goal on defense is to get a lot of guys in there. And that's why we've trained them to play different spots so we can get them in. Is this the most physical question that you have so far since you've been here? Well, um, they, they got a chance to be. Uh, Tanner Muse was pretty physical, uh, pretty physical safety. Kayvon's pretty physical, but these guys like they, they like to hit. So you know, JP's a big time hitter. Just keep uh, you know continue, and he's really worked on his coverage, man skills, which is which is, I've seen really improve. Uh, you know, McCubel will hit, uh, but yeah, we got a lot of physical guys, and that's what we want them to be. I mean, that's one of our. Our plans to win is to be more physical than our opponent, and you got to do it with physical safety. You know, we, we got him. So he's back. So he's back. So he'll be he'll be good to go uh, when we start in August. So I'm excited about that. He's a physical safety too. I think it's huge. You know, you got a guy that. Uh, that has a lot of experience. He's played a lot of games, and uh, I think it's huge to get him back. You know, he can do a lot on special teams as well. You know, so you know, and most of your special teams are made up of your safeties and linebackers. So the more of those guys we can get involved with that with special teams is, is going to be good too. But he has a great knowledge of the defense, and um, you know, and a lot of playing experience. So that's going to help. It's going to help us. Yeah, I was a little, I was a little bit surprised. You know, I, I thought that he I thought that he might go with his dad, but uh, you know, I'm I'm proud that he I'm proud that he stayed, and and uh, you know, thank I'm thankful that Coach V trusts me. You know, with his son. You know, I feel, you know, I feel responsible. You know, you know to to uh, to help develop him not only on the field as a player, but off the field as a as a young man too. Because you know, his dad's entrusted me with that, so very, uh, very grateful to, to Coach V for this opportunity to work with with Tyler. His teammates, what, what did they think about it? What does that say about about him to come back? 
Well, he's the you know he's got a lot of friends on the team, and I think that was a big I think that was a big part of him staying. You know, to be here with his friends. I mean, that whole recruiting class, and you know, staying with those guys. Uh, I think his roommates, you know, with, with DJ and Brian Brzee and R.J. Mickens, they're a really tight group. So. Um, you know, th those guys are excited to have him back. I know we're, uh, Wes and I, Coach Swain, we're, we're excited to have him back. Talking to Coach Paul about Wes, I said, is there, you know, one story that you can tell about his, his recall? Is, is there one for you, like he was saying, hey, you can go back to 2013 and remember certain things. Is yeah. It, yeah. You know, one time that you can go. For me, the, the, for me, the most, it's just he's got a photographic memory and just, what he can what he can see within the play and be able to uh, to write it down. I mean, the guy he wasn't even in the press box; he was on the field and writing down what the players on offense and what the players on defense did, and then give it to Coach V and show the defense. I mean, you know, it's like it's like us filming with a camera. I mean, he could he could vividly see it and just have a photographic memory. And to me, that's probably the most impressive thing I've seen from him. So when you're in the box, what information are you relaying to him pre-snap? Well, first off, I'm giving personnel. So he'll know if it's 11, 10, 12, 21, 22, 23 personnel. Um, then it's the formation. Uh, here's the formation. And then if I recognize the formation being a pass or a, a run formation, I'll give him an idea on that. Then watching the play, just watching, did our defense do what they were supposed to do? You know, did, did the linebackers get their drops right? You know, did we bust a coverage? Hey, Wes, we need to get this guy out. Let's get this other guy in. He ain't getting it, you know, whatever. But those are those are the things that I'm relaying. Hey, it's third down and 10. Hey, it's third and five. Hey, remember on third and one, we like to do this. Hey, it's early down. You hadn't called this in a while. So just giving him the idea, hey, you know, because I'm keeping up with the different calls that, we, uh, that we're calling on the field. We hadn't called something in a while. Hey, man, on first down, you hadn't called this. This is in our this is, this is in our playbook. We need to get this in. Hey, you've called this the last three times on second down, you know, in 10. You need to, we need to try something different. They're going to be ready for it. You know, just, just that, just kind of refreshing his memory on, on what's going on. You know, just keep him clued in on it. How smooth did that work in the ballgame? I thought it was great. I thought it, I thought it went really well. You know, I didn't. I didn't feel like there were really any hiccups. Uh, in fact, it felt even better than it did uh, during the season. Does that help get the plays in faster, too, the fact that he can recall and, and you're helping him? Oh, no question. No question. I didn't get the de – and I'm helping him with that, too. Hey, look, it's hurt. You can tell when it's no, no how to hurry up. Hey, hey, they're going fast right here. Get the call. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Or, hey, they're going to they're gonna hard count you right here. Just, just hold the call. You know, those are things that, you know, we're relaying to him. And, and there's a whole team of us. It's not just me. I mean, there's a whole, there's a whole group of us on defense that are, that are helping him with that. What are your responsibilities as a co-defensive coordinator? How exactly will your relationship work with Coach Cooper? Well, you know, our defense, we, we work really well together anyways, just as a group. Um, I think just – I don't think a lot's going to change. You know, we just we work really well together. Um, you know, we bounce ideas off of each other all the time. Um, obviously, he's going to be calling. He's got the final play call. But uh, you know, I'm, like I was saying earlier, I'm going to be helping him with, uh, with personnel groupings, formations, ideas. You know, um, 
things that we have on the play sheet we hadn't called. You know, I'm going to remind him of those things. Things that he's called too many times, I'm going to tell him, hey, look, it's too many. And he's humble enough to understand that and grasp it and and listen. And, and that's what Coach Swinney wanted when he brought us in to tell us how we were going to do it. That's how he wanted it done. And he wants us to do it together, but at the end of the day, you got to have one final voice, and, and that'll be and that'll be Wes on the on the play call. Can you give me an idea as to the differences between Coach Venables and Coach Goodman? <laughs> well, night and day, probably. Yeah, I mean, you know, Coach Coach V is uh, you know full of energy and just very intense, you know, all the time. Uh, you know. Wes is a little more cerebral, but not that he's not as intense. Maybe outwardly, inwardly, he's still as intense, but he's always, you know, Wes is always thinking of the next move, you know, what we're going, what we're going to do. Um, you know, um, I think he, you know, simplify things a little bit more uh, as far as putting things in categories. You know, when you do things as long as Coach V does, you know, you just kind of stack things on top of things and. In his mind, it works. You know, I think in his mind, it's a little bit more organized. From the defense, um, I don't know. Just, I would love to see the retention from the spring. You know, I'd love to see that we've retained what we worked through all spring, and um, you know, the guys have worked really hard in the weight room. So I'd love to see how in shape they are uh, when we get started, you know, because the, the less we got to do as far as conditioning, you know, the better the better we can work on what we got to do football-wise. So, you know, conditioning and retention are probably the two biggest things. I was, I was really pleased with Sherrod. I thought he had a great spring. Um, you know, he's got a – He's got the physical abilities. He needs to the, the mental part of it. He's got a lot. He's still got a lot to learn back there, but uh, he's a great cover guy and he can hit. And uh, I love his physicality. And uh, you know, you just got to learn. He's just got to learn a few things. So I'm not having to tell him what to do from the sidelines. Say that again. Who remind me of Makuba? I don't know. That's a that's a great question. Makuba's uh, Makuba can do a lot can do a lot of things, um, you know. But uh, he's he's a he's a he's a super talent for sure. I, I don't know who I would compare him to. Coach Goodwin, he's a younger guy, realistically, from coaching perspectives. Um, can you give me an idea as to how someone, I mean, that gives, that, that, that shows that he has a degree of talent, a degree of know-how from just at a young age for a coach. So can you give me an idea as to how someone, what is so special about Coach Goodwin? Well, I think that, uh, I think he's been around, number one, he's, he's been around a lot of, uh, a lot of really good coaching, been a lot around a lot of good coaches, and, um, I think he's very humble and willing to listen and learn. I think uh, I think his ability to listen and learn and his humility probably separates him from most most coordinators. Coach Cogan told us y'all are neighbors. Are you guys? Is he is he knocking down your door at late hours of the night trying to say, hey, "Have you seen this? Have you seen this?" <laughs> no, I mean he'll send me he'll send me some messages from time to time, but. Uh, 
last night he had some leftover chicken wings and I went over and picked them up. So, but uh, he's got two little girls and they just got two new dogs and uh, you know we love them to death and um, we love having them over or you know we like going over to their house. But they're just good good family. It's a, at the end of the day, it's a new era of Clemson defensive football. I mean, there's the, same, the expectations going to be the same, but it's a, a, a new person that's leading the charge. I guess the, the 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 thing that it comes back to is the expectation still not changing, right? Oh yeah, the expectation is to, to keep the other team from scoring, you know, and that's uh, and have an aggressive approach, and that's not going to change. That's not going to change at all. We've learned a lot from Coach V. He did an unbelievable job here. Uh, you know, putting this defense on the map and putting it together, and he's taught all of us. And uh, you know, so we're uh, we're gonna keep it going. Hopefully, you know, that's that's the plan. Stay aggressive. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, last year, what did what did Coach Winnie do to kind of? I mean, there's a lot of talk that I mean, for Clemson, ten wins is somehow a down year. Um, how did he? I know he had that rant, you know, a while ago. Well, I think that his leader, his leadership, his leadership is, was the difference. I mean, you know, he never gave up, and every day was like we were playing for the national championship. It, it didn't matter, and uh, I think that his attitude, which is the very first thing we talk about uh, in our all-in book, is attitude. I think his attitude shaped the whole team, the staff, the players, and just kept us motivated and kept us going. The fact that he didn't give up, he wasn't giving up, he wasn't looking to next year. He was wanting to still accomplish his, you know, whatever, you know, winning the next, winning the day, you know, was the big thing. And that's, I mean, that's what separates him as a, as a head coach from most head coaches is, is that attitude and that belief uh, in, his, in his players and his coaches. Yeah, he can re- he can recall a lot. I mean, the guy's drawn up that he he draws up plays and been on the computer and doing that for a long time for a lot of for a lot of coordinators. Uh, for me, it's just it's daily the for the game game wise, just the photographic memory being able to uh, being able to draw up the offense, the defense, seeing it one time and being able to draw up what every position does. I think I think is the most amazing thing for me watching him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. We've changed up a lot of our terminology and packaging signals, all that all that changes. But I mean we've been doing that even when Coach V was here, we would do that game to game. I mean, we were changing signals and, you know, that, that's part of the madness behind the defense, too, that keeps the guys keeps the guys alert. I mean, if you keep it the same and, and, it, and it stays dull on them, you know, they, they get bored with it. You lose a little intensity. You lose some of that emotion. And I think, you know, spicing it up, changing signals, making them think, uh, all those things are important to keep the intensity level up in the player. And so for us, we're continuing to do that.
He can play anywhere in the secondary he wants to play. Corner, safety, nickel. You know, he's he's physical like a linebacker, and he covers like a corner. And uh, that's what makes him really special. What is he? What? What advantages does he give you on the back end? Safety. Safety. Well, you know, he's a he's a great tackler and a great cover guy. So a lot of offenses they want to isolate their their uh, skill slot receivers. They want to isolate them on safeties and linebackers. And you got a safety like Makuba that covers like a corner. You know that. You know that neutralizes that matchup. Makes and, and really gives us an advantage. Yeah, he's really physical. I mean, he comes out of his hips. He loves to hit, um, you know. But he, you know, the thing that surprised me this spring is his ability to cover. I think he can cover really well too. It's 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 all up to him. I mean, he he needs to, you know, he needs to continue to grow mentally in in as far as the film work and learning the playbook and those things. He's still, got a, he's still got a lot to learn there. So we'll see how much work he put in in the offseason, learning those things and how fast that transitions. Because, you know, when you, get out, when you get out on the field, things happen really, really fast. And you got to know the defense like the back of your hand, you know. Absolutely. He can be, he can be a great special teams player. How close is Landon Sanders to what he was Landon will be back full speed. So he's had the surgery, and, and we did no contact this spring. So just to give him some more time. So I think he's going to be good to go. Is this one thing you're most excited about this season? Yeah, just to get started. I'm, I'm ready. To, I'm just ready to go. I don't know if that answer's the right answer, but I'm just excited to get started and get going and, and get to working with the guys again, get back with them. Okay, hope those were some informative uh, conversations and, and reflections on the offensive line, the cornerbacks, and the safeties. As usual, no shortage of interesting subplots going into the uh, 2022 season. Going to be a lot of fun. Appreciate our sponsors for their support. And, of course, thanks to all of you for hitting that play button. Everybody take care. Cheers. Cheers.